Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on Medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello again, my lovelies. It is me, E.B., your favorite TikTok educator, your favorite medium.com writer and coach. And I'm back, back, back. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. You got some yummy, scrummy food and you got to spend lots of time with people that you value, people that you love, people that make you feel good. Um, I'm here again this week, back, back, back after some much needed time off. Um, for those who've been following me on Medium, you probably know last week I was extremely ill and just um, struggling with it all struggling with it all. I mean, this is a very intense time of year. Um, It's stressful for everybody, no matter, you know, what your religion is, your beliefs, what you celebrate, what you don't celebrate. Um, The end of the year, there's there's a bit of a crush. There's a lot going on and and it can bring up a lot for people. And I was certainly dealing with that last week, Um, not only in my physical body, but in my mental and emotional bodies as well. And that's something that you might be noticing going into the holiday season. Okay, and which that's why we're doing this very special episode today, which um, we're going to be talking about um, cyclic trauma, cyclic trauma, how trauma has a cyclical nature and how it comes up for us during the holidays in so many weird, uh, triggering, strange ways, even if we don't intend for it to, even if we're not actually experiencing a lot of undue stress or a lot of undue trauma during the holidays. Why does this come up? Why do these memories come up? Why do they, you know, inspire such a physical reaction in us? That's certainly something that I had to confront last week. And that's something that I'm sure a lot of you are going to be dealing with right now. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Traumatic memories that come up for us during the holidays and add a lot of stress or make us really sensitive to triggers that, you know, normally wouldn't be triggers for us. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about why it happens, um, signs and symptoms to look out for, and how we can actually protect ourselves, soothe ourselves, and make space for happier, healthier holidays. Just before we jump in, a very merry holiday message to everyone who has applied for coaching over the last four to six weeks. Um, If you have been waiting patiently for us to sift through all these excellent applications, then the wait is over check your inboxes. And if you don't see something there, make sure to check your spam boxes. Because for those of you who have been successful in applying for my program, you are going to see a tasty little email waiting for you there. Um, We have officially replied to um, all of the successful applicants. And if you didn't receive a reply, uh, don't despair. You can apply again next year to get coached by me. Um, It might be a better fit for you or it just might be better timing. But for those who were successful this time, who want to get coached by me in January with that special Black Friday deal and all those special offers, um, you need to go and check your inboxes now and you need to go ahead and reply to that email as soon as possible. Go ahead and book your application call so that we can get you ready to go and set up for success in 2023. Now, if you have not applied for coaching yet, but you want to work with me in 2023, there are some spots open for the end of February, the beginning of March, but 
you're going to have to go and apply now. And to do that, you just need to head over to therealebjohnson.com and click on working with me. There you'll find a little bit more information and the application for my eight-week private coaching program. Now, what exactly is this program? Well, Every week, you'll get on Zoom for one hour with me, and we will go through a number of frameworks, tools, and exercises that will help you regulate your emotions, um, improve your communication, and reprogram your behaviors and your beliefs, okay? This happens very, very fast, and it's based in neuro-linguistic programming, which is an incredible tool for survivors of narcissistic abuse and childhood trauma. So if you want an opportunity to really take charge of your emotional states in 2023, if you want to to be able to set boundaries in your relationships, to change people-pleasing behaviors, or find ways to stand up for yourself at work, at home, um, with your partners, with your spouses, with your children, this could be the program for you. So head over to therealebjohnson.com and click on working with me if you'd like to apply. For everyone else who has applied, check your inboxes and don't forget to check your junk folders. Right. The cycle of trauma and cyclic trauma coming back up during the holiday season. What the heck am I talking about? Well, um, for those who have read um, The Body Keeps Score, you may already be a little bit familiar with this. And it is the idea that essentially people who are uh, exposed to a lot of trauma or to repeated trauma or, you know, people who end up having CPTSD or a lot of childhood trauma, um, they can basically develop what is called cyclic trauma. Okay, and on one level, cyclic trauma is behaviors, beliefs and kind of like trauma based coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms that you just keep carrying on with over and over and over again. But cyclic trauma works a different way as well. Um, When you're dealing with cyclic trauma, it can be triggered. Okay, and cyclic times of the year, cyclic intervals um, in roundabout ways. So if you find yourself in an environment which in any way reminds you of the trauma you experienced or a very intense emotional moment, you can find yourself actually experiencing some of those traumatic emotions again, some of those emotions you felt in the moment, and even some of the physiological reactions that you might have to that trauma. Now, this is especially true during the holidays. This comes up a lot during the holidays, and I work with a lot of my clients on not only identifying the additional triggers that can come up, but kind of changing the behaviors, the reactions that you have during this time of year, which is just so emotionally amped, right? Everything is like socially really chaotic, but it's emotionally so much more intense at this time of year, just, you know, naturally, because it's the end of the year, things are kind of getting quiet, getting ready to start over, we want to start on the right foot. But also because there's so many extra demands, you have so many extra family demands, work demands, social demands with your friends, um, etc, etc, etc. So What you can notice is that this time of year, um, it triggers a lot. It brings a lot of stuff up to the surface. And I think I'm always like kind of the best example to use for that as I explain these things, because who knows my experience better than me, right? It's the the best example I know to give you. So you can take me, for example, Um, in my family, Christmas was always a horrible time of year. Horrible, horrible, horrible time of year. And yes, I got lots of great gifts at Christmas, right? Because my mom, my family were always big on getting you like one really big thing that you wanted, like a Game Boy or a PlayStation or a bike or a My Size Barbie, okay? Something showy like that. I had lots of gifts, but the stress of providing those gifts for my family, coupled with all of their toxicity and their just honestly, emotionally horrible behaviors made for a very, very, very chaotic and horrible time in my household. 
There was always huge, huge fights, lots of fighting, lots, lots and lots and lots of fear, nasty words, resentment. There's just all kinds of chaos. It was always unpleasant. You always felt like you were walking on eggshells. You were just waiting for the next person to blow up, explode, do something really dramatic and ruin everyone's day. Um, and you never, ever walked away from a Christmas in my family, not feeling entirely guilty because for the next year, whatever you were given at Christmas was going to be held over your head anytime you did anything. Well, look, you threw a fit. You wanted that Game Boy. I did everything to get you that Game Boy for Christmas. And now look at you here six months later, throwing a fit. What a spoiled brat you are. Okay. That is what Christmas was like in my house. So what has happened is even in my adulthood, okay, over 6,000 miles away from the people who were acting this way, I get so tense Tense, 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 and emotional at Christmas time. Now, I'm obviously emotional because I've got family issues, and this time of year, you get family thrown in your face over and over and over again. But I'm also tense because my subconscious remembers that for 18 years, 18 years while I was like continually living under their roof, every single one of those 18 Christmases in a row, I had to be scared. I had to be kind of looking over my shoulder, not because I was going to get hit, but just because I had to wait for the next insult, the next jab, the next, you know, screaming fit of rage in which someone was going to be belittled or I was going to be belittled. Um, Christmas was always really scary and intense. And I never looked forward to Christmas break. I was always so excited to get back to school and back to my friends and like have everyone back in town. And so I could be out of the house. Um, And that still exists. I get antsy at home. I want to be out. Go, 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 go. I don't want to be stuck at home. Um, I really try to go over the top to create Christmases that make me feel safe or comfortable or fulfilled or like they are the complete opposite of the Christmases that I had growing up. And it's all because of all that trauma that's rooted in the holidays. Okay. My subconscious, even now (laughs) in my mid thirties, When Christmas happens, I start going, all right, where's mom yelling? Where's my brother yelling? Where's the screaming fight? Who's going to get hurt? Like, what's going to happen? And that's because this time of year has always been that way. My body remembers that and it tries to prepare me and protect me for what it still expects to happen. That's the way it works. Okay. Trauma lasts and we become conditioned to expect lurk, to expect like that same trauma lurking. In similar times, around similar corners, when we feel reminded of those environments, those people, those places, those things. So if you spend a long time being traumatized around the holidays, you're going to expect to keep getting traumatized around the holidays, even when you've separated yourself from the abuse and from the chaos. Your subconscious remembers the threats that were once so commonplace to you. So you have to learn how to deal with those shadows, how to identify all these these like hair triggers that are going to be everywhere for you so that you can kind of manage yourself, manage the stress and make sure you still have a sense of safety, um, a sense of joy, a sense of fulfillment, a sense of fun in the holidays, which should be all of those things for you. So how do we do that then? What is the most practical way to do that? How can we because we you can't change your environments, right? Christmas is Christmas. People are going to react to Christmas the way they're going to react to Christmas. The demands are still going to be there. These ridiculous expectations that are set for us, all that stuff's going to be there. What you've got to do is figure out how you're going to manage your potential broken heart, your sadness, your panic, your anxiety, your stress. How are you going to manage that and give yourself kind of pockets of safety so that you have a great Christmas with everyone that you well, get your pen and paper out because this is this is how you're going to do it. This is how you are going to 
craft a safe, stable holiday season for yourself, no matter what you celebrate, no matter what you celebrate. Okay, are you ready? Number one, you got to start on the right foot. Um, And the right foot is facing the trauma, accepting the fact that this time of year might be crappy for you because of the history that you have with this time of year. Stop faking it. Stop trying to mask it. Just be honest about how you feel. Be honest about what happened and be honest about how you've been affected. Just stand in the rawness of it all. If you've got a journal about it, if you just got to talk to yourself in the mirror, you got to go talk to a sibling or a family member, whatever it is, face up to what happened during this season that has linked to these these triggers, this intensity and emotion or sadness or whatever it is that you feel. Um, Acknowledge. Acknowledge the changes that are taking place, how the experiences of your past are linked to where you're at right now. Um, What is the physical reactions that are being brought up? Do you feel nauseated? Do you feel, is there a lot more tenseness in your shoulders, in your neck? Like what's going on? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel like you can't be in your home? Sit down and figure out what is wrong and why it's wrong so that you can effectively then take action to change. So once you see where you're standing, you can move on to number two, which is piecing together a holiday plan for yourself. Now, this is like a big picture holiday plan. You need to look ahead and consider yourself and your emotional needs in the scope of what you're going to be doing over the holiday seasons. And that includes what you're going to be doing in terms of work, what you're going to be doing in terms of friends, family, your children, um, anything romantic you're going to be doing with your partner, whatever it is. Look at all the enormous tasks ahead. Score out anything that isn't absolutely necessary. Create lots of time for yourself, lots of time to rest, to reset, um, especially if you know that there are going to be environments people, experiences that are absolutely going to trigger you that you absolutely cannot get out of. Now, number three, as you are putting together this plan, you need to build in comfort for yourself. You need to build in comfort. There's no avoiding some of these trauma responses that you're going to have during the holiday season. There's just no avoiding it. You might see a happy family and that's going to break your heart. Um, A parent or a sibling might say something to you in passing that just sends you spiraling over a ham dinner. Okay. You're not going to be able to stifle all your emotions. You may even feel like you can't control all of them. Um, Sometimes the only thing you're going to be able to do is to hold space for them. So you need to stack the comforts around you to prepare for those moments. You need to target your nervous system first. Uh, Research ways to to calm your nervous system, right? Like cold exposure, uh, vagus nerve stimulation, uh, the autonomic shaking, all of these things. Stack the comforts around you. Um, look for ways to kind of start comforting your body as the stress that you can't avoid begins to mount. Fill your environment with safe spaces that help you soothe as well, okay? Little little places that feel like home, no matter where you're at, find a way to create little pockets of home for yourself. If you have to make a comfort box that you tuck into the back of your car, that you shove under you know, the bed in the hotel, whatever, fill it with favorite sensory items, cozy blankets, headphones, fidget tools, movies, you know, whatever, whatever small, simple thing allows you to have some kind of peace and some kind of calm when you're just starting to rattle apart. Now, number four, you also need to be creating space for slow over the holiday season. If you've got a lot of cyclic trauma coming up, it's going to come up. It's going to come out. If you try to bury it down, you're going to end up burning out and melting down even faster. So one of the worst things about the holiday season is trying to stifle that chaos. You can't do it if you're going a million miles a minute. You cannot do it. You're going to blow up. So what you've got to do is take your foot off the gas, okay? You've got to make plans, make room for low 
energy days, those days when your heart is broken, when your energy is just not there because the trauma is coming out of your body or you're back in some place that you're, you know, you're getting through what you need to get through, but you just can't push yourself over that edge to pour yourself out into other people. That's okay. That it's okay. What holiday events leave you drained? Look at them and make sure that on either side of this event, you're giving yourself alone time to calm yourself, to soothe, to sleep, whatever it is you need to do to calm yourself. Don't just go, 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 go and think, oh, if I just keep myself as busy as possible, I won't get sad. That's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is you're going to break down in tears with a chicken strip in your mouth at the work Christmas party. Okay, so whatever you have going on, make room for, you know, low energy, slow days, recoup, emotionally nurturing days. Number five is good. And it's one that people don't really think about until it's time for one. And then and that's why they fail. So this is number five, design fallback options for yourself. Okay, you need fallback options. There's no getting out of some of your holiday obligations. There's no getting away from some of the triggers that you're going to face. Um, there's kids you got to show up for, right? Even if you feel absolutely broken, there's family you still want to see, even if they're toxic or they're attached to toxic people. There's inescapable stress that comes with a holiday. So if that's you and your plans have to include some of these events, make sure you have escape routes, fallback plans, fail safe keys. Okay. If something becomes overwhelming, you need to know what you're going to say and do to get yourself out of it. Literally script what you're going to say. If someone has gone too far and you need to get out of the room immediately to catch your breath and have a five minute cry, design fallback options that allow you to get the air you need to breathe and to talk yourself down in highly stressful situations. Uh, but remember, you don't have to stay anywhere where you don't feel safe, where you don't feel comfortable. You don't have to allow people to insult you, to run you down, to walk over you or make you feel compromised. You have the right to walk away. Even if you're in the middle of a holiday dinner with every member of your family, okay, if it has triggered you, if it's putting you in a bad place, if it's bringing up that trauma, inciting a panic attack, whatever it is, you have the right to get up and walk away and you don't have to justify it either. Number six is one of the best and easiest parts of kind of confronting or managing our cyclic trauma at the holidays. Uh, and it's so simple as well. It's so, 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 so simple. And it's something that we overlook and we don't make time for it, just like we don't make time for ourselves. But it's this. Number six, create pockets of positivity for yourself. Pockets of comfort and all that is great. But you need pockets of positivity. You need pockets of good stuff to remind the trauma brain, the, oh my God, all the bad stuff that's happened brain, that it's not all bad. The holidays are good. They're fun. There's so much time and there's so much goodness and there's so much love and warmth that can be found during the holidays. So even though your trauma may be reminding you of the hardships, um, create safe, fulfilling and happy pockets of, of people, right? People who lift you up, who have fun, who are just good, warm, cuddly holiday people, um, people who don't bring drama. And then look for places that inspire that as well, right? Like a cozy nostalgia or a lot of joy and just kind of harmony and that feeling of, wow, this is Christmas um, or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate. Um, just think, or the solstice, just think, wow, like I love this. Find places and people who make you feel that, who make you feel the goodness of this time of year, okay? Don't just let go of the superficial expectations. Look for positive, 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 positive. Let your ch inner child out to play and just revel in the joy that you can find for yourself. Just pure joy and ecstasy 
in the season. And last but not least, number seven, make sure you have a crisis button. Make sure you have a crisis button. Here's the fact of the matter. And this is especially if you've got CPTSD, you better tune in and listen. Have a crisis button. Have a crisis plan ready for yourself. Know that you may hit absolute rock bottom. You may hit rock bottom and see nothing but black. How are you going to get yourself out of that? You're going to have a plan for it. Know who you're going to call. If you just can't stop crying and you can't get yourself out of bed, know what you're going to do, how you're going to take care of yourself. And you make those plans now and you have them written down and you have them ready to go. If you got to make a video for yourself on your phone, you've got to leave a voice memo, you got to write it down in a journal. If you've got to, you know, put it on a piece of paper and put it on the fridge, tape it to the wall, whatever you've got to do, have a plan for yourself over the holidays in case worst, worst worse happens so that you can give yourself a chance of saving yourself before you slip off the edge. And that's it. That's how you're going to face this trauma that comes up for you during the holidays. There's no changing what happened to you, but there is changing how it affected you. You are not responsible for anything that happened to you, but you are responsible for taking care of yourself now and giving yourself a better, more peaceful future. You don't have to feel like this next year. This can be the last year that you feel that like senseless, um, kind of just intense, insane, overwhelming anxiety and fear and stress with the holidays. It doesn't have to feel that way. The chokehold of your trauma doesn't have to rip apart the season for you. And it doesn't have to make you feel alienated and small while other people gather around happy with their families. You can have that too, but you need to take steps right now, right now, now, now to prepare yourself, to prepare your nervous system to stop those strings from tightening before things get chaotic. You can take this sign right here and right now as, you know, your opportunity to take control of your mental and emotional well-being, even if only in the smallest possible aspects, because those smallest little improvements, changes, grips, it's often enough to save us. It's often enough to save our lives. So give yourself the best possible chance at having a good holiday this year. You deserve it, okay? Don't let your trauma drag you down and ruin a good time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've gotten something out of this episode, something that elevates you, illuminates you, um, lifts you up, or just helps you feel a little bit better about what you've got coming up or what you've been feeling or what you've had going on. Sometimes that validation is all we need to kind of motivate ourselves, empower ourselves, push ourselves over the finish line and you can do that you can still do that there's still plenty of time to give yourself an ideal holiday if you loved what you heard don't forget to leave a five-star review over on apple podcasts um, if you take a screenshot of that and then email it to me admin at therealebjohnson.com i will send you a free ebook from my shop of which there are a couple of new ones. So if you want to get a free ebook, just go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, tell them what you loved about the episode, what you love about the show, what's helped you, what's lifted you up, and send a screenshot to me and then boom, free ebook. Nothing better than that, right? Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I will see you on TikTok. I'll see you on medium.com. Keep going, keep your heads up, keep your eyes on the stars, and I'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye.